The Car Tech Garage, opening the hood for all things automotive. I'm Wesley Adams. And I'm Max Gundrum, and we are the Car Tech Guys. History, racing, repair, and all the parts in between. Hit us up on social media at the Car Tech Garage. Hey guys. How's it going? I hope fantastic. Anyway, Max and Wes here to talk about cars just like every other week. Yeah, we're going to keep some cars interesting. And I've got a nice little little topic to chit-chat about. Might say I'm a little bit late on the bandwagon. Yeah, it's, it's um, now February 6th. But there's one thing everybody forgets every year. You know, it's that time of year where everybody thinks about goals for their upcoming year. Um, you know, everything from buying a new house, maybe eating healthier, setting some fitness goals, or even, you know, professional goals as well. Um, I know I like to set goals every few months and kind of reevaluate those, you know, make sure I'm, I'm doing everything I can to, to become successful and, and do more and improve my life. Um, but with that being said, you know, some of us hate to admit it, but we don't hit every single goal. Um, you know, we always, life gets a little hectic and we always kind of look at ourselves in the mirror and go, well, there's always next year, right? You know, kind of make that lie to ourselves, you know, but you end up making that goal again. I missed all of these goals um, and ideas for the upcoming year. Some people forget one very important goal, at least in my opinion. It goes unthought of. You know, you think about, you know, repainting your house or uh, maybe redoing that bathroom, getting in the gym more often, maybe eating, you know, healthier, whatever it may be. But you forget about your car. Come on, guys. Cars need love, too. You know, that thing you park in your driveway or sits in your garage, you know, that you use every day, it, it goes to pick up groceries and you take it on road trips and you even take it to get to your job to, to make more money. Yeah, um, and, and people undervalue them. I mean, maintaining your car is so important. Think of how much you really rely on your vehicle, your own personal mode of transportation, and people totally neglect them every day. I see it all the time. And exactly. You know, you don't really think about it unless you're, you know, a car nerd like we are. You really don't think about these things, you know, every single day. It's something you just kind of hop in and go. Um, but why not set a New Year's resolution for your vehicle? And no, I don't mean like your vehicle is, you know, going to win a race at NASCAR or anything of that nature. Now, it could. if you have those high hopes, contact us <laughs> because I'm Definitely. in on that team. But the um, point being, I mean, Max is trying to bring up here, change your oil. I mean, there's a lot of people. I, I had some lady come in the other day that was like, well, I haven't changed my oil in a little while. And I looked at her history. It's been since September of 2017 since she's changed the oil in her Corolla. Yeah. And that's a huge, you know, yeah, the oil is probably full and somewhat I clean. Mean, she only but it had been a few you know, thousand miles, but... The fact remains, it's like still, you know, take care of your stuff. <laughs> the more, more proactive you are. So that's why, you know, I always say, you know, this time of year, especially when it's getting cold, it's a great time to get a comprehensive, you know, vehicle check. You know, at Ulmer's, we have our bumper to bumper service, which is essentially the same thing. Um, but, you know, that way you can get a good health check and, and know how your vehicle, where it stands and, you know, maybe some items that are upcoming. Um, but a so if you have a brand new vehicle, it may not be as important. You know, you just get in, drive it, make sure the oil's changed. It's not that being really said, it still kind of is though. I mean, even with a brand new vehicle, you still have to worry about your consumable fluids, like your washer mm -hmm. fluid, things like that. You still want to change your wiper blades. You still want to make sure that all your lights are working. You still want to make sure that your tire pressure is proper. That way you get the, the, you know, rated fuel economy. You still have good handling characteristics. And so many, you know, times people overlook this stuff. I've seen cars with 20,000 miles on them, totally bald tires, but the person assumes 
assumes that the car is perfect because mm-hmm. it only has 20,000 miles on it, not realizing that it's way less safe than my 250,000 mile Camry. <laughs> and that's where, you know, as I said, it's not as important, but this is more aimed towards the the people that like keeping vehicles for a long time. You know, they want to put a lot of miles on it, maybe keep it 10, 15 years, mm-hmm. um, get upwards of 220. Yeah, like or 20 <laughs> and keep it going. Um, but you know, you can at least get a look that way at, you know, if your car is going to need tires this year, if it's going to need brakes upcoming, if the filters are due to be done, cause you know, sometimes people like the budget for it, you know, not everybody just has a couple thousand dollars just to throw at their car, you know, every yeah. time they come in, but then this way, you know, you're kind of planning for the year. Okay. I know I'm going to need a set of tires come winter time. Absolutely. So, that way, you know, going into this year, it's, you're not all of a sudden shell shocked when you walk in the door and they're like, hey, you need, you know, close to 500 to $1,000 set of tires, depending on what yeah. your car is. And, and then you take the, the wheels off to put the tires on, find out you need brakes as well. Yeah. And all that stuff usually <laughs> happens like right at 40,000 miles. And everybody's like, oh, damn. It really does, you know, work that way. Um, so as I always say, you know, a new pair of tire set of tires really can make a world of difference. Um, and then also, you know, you have things like your, your brakes and suspension that wear over time. And if you plan on keeping a vehicle for 200,000 miles plus, um, and you're getting close, it might make a world of difference to invest in your suspension, maybe get some you yeah. know new moving parts. And, you know, I, we even hear it at the shop. I'm sure you do too, where we, you know, put some new suspension on an older vehicle that has high mileage and the customer almost complains that it rides too nice yeah. <laughs> for a car that, you know, has 200,000 miles on it. Um, Let's see what else. And then I'm one of those people that I'm really strict when it comes to maintenance schedules. Um, I love following them. You know, following maintenance won't necessarily, you know, mean that your car won't fail um, because there are just failure prone parts that will happen over time. Yeah, stuff happens. I mean, even just the other day, I mean, we saw a 2018 Highlander, which, you know, three-year-old car at this point. It had 40,000 miles on it. Alternator failed. Bam. Really? I didn't catch that one. That's a Toyota. That's crazy. I always like to say, and again, a lot of it largely depends on what type of vehicle you're driving. Obviously, Mm -hmm. obviously if you're driving a $130,000 BMW M6, you're going to pay more in maintenance than the guy with the 2010 Corolla. Mm -hmm. But nonetheless, I always like to tell people, keep $1,000 back for your car, just in case happens. Now, that thousand dollars, it might go to brakes, tires, it might go to a new exhaust system. It could just be fluid maintenance and things like that. Any major mechanical repairs, if you have an alternator failure, a valve cover gasket leaking, anything simple like that, that really happens on almost every single vehicle if it's on the road long enough. And, you know, everybody jokes about BMW. Mm-hmm. You break know, my wallet. Break my wallet. <laughs> and every single time, you know, everybody always jokes around about, oh, every single time I bring in my BMW there, it's always a thousand dollars. And yes, it is because you're driving a 60, 70, $80,000 car <laughs> and those parts are expensive. The labor is more time consuming in order to change those parts out oftentimes. And, you know, I, I see that all the time. People buy use BMW for $10,000 and think that they can come in and get a twenty nine ninety five oil change on that. Yeah. That's got to be kidding me. That brings up another good point. If your own personal, you know, New Year's resolution is to to buy a new car mm-hmm. and you're looking and say, maybe, you know, you're, you've done very well in your life and you're tired of, you know, just driving a basic Camry around and you kind of want to upgrade. I'll never at, tire of that. Yeah, well, I, I will don't. never tire of it. Regardless <laughs> of the point, if you wanted to start driving, you know, BMW or an Audi or one of these European cars and you haven't driven something like that and or really maintained a vehicle like that. 
that's a really good time to do some research on the cost associated looking up maintenance schedules. And even if it's a reg, your regular car that you have now, you know, that's why I think it's a good time to review it. So that way, Mm -hmm. when you go into the shop, you're educated as well. Exactly. So you know, what's coming, you don't get hit with that timing belt service and spark plugs on a hot ad, 5,000 miles and boom, bada bang, you're, you know, out the door for upwards of a thousand dollars. Yeah. You bring up a great point. Whenever you're looking for a vehicle, make sure you review all the necessary scheduled maintenance that you're going to run into also research any pattern failures, common issues that it's going to have, you know, a great uh, tool for this is also forums. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've been on many forums as Max I'm sure has before as well. And you can learn a lot of information because you have that collective pot of people that own the same car that you do. And you get to see what type of conditions they're driving in, what they use the vehicle for that way you can really center down on the right choice for you and try to realize what you should be spending. And moreover, what you should keep saved in order to spend for your vehicle. I agree hundred percent. And I'll kind of go back to, you know, by doing maintenance won't save every problem that you're going to have down the road. Um, it'll definitely alleviate a lot where investing that money beforehand, mm-hmm. before a big problem happens, you know, whether it's servicing, you know, changing your oil or putting new tires, suspension, or even, you know, other fluids that are in the system. If, you, if that can save you a lot of money down the road, you know, it's kind of worth the initial investment, you know, the hundred dollars here and there, you're going to take spending and making sure that you maintain your vehicle. You really can. Like we had a, a guy that towed in a Ford F-150 the other day and he said, oh, I just need some freeze out plugs put in it. Blew out the freeze out plugs. I, I kept I kept some water in it over the summer and I forgot to take it out. <sighs> now, some of you guys already know what happened. So yeah. those freeze out plugs are basically there in case the water inside of the, the water jackets freeze because it's designed to have antifreeze or coolant in it. Now, antifreeze coolant does degrade. It grows in acidity over time and it starts to eat away at some of those gasket materials inside. It can also electrically ground things out and lose its actual freezing protection. But what happens a lot of times is, you know, somebody will have a leak and they'll just top it off with some distilled or tap water if you got it. (laughs) And, you know, they'll just run that for the summertime because it'll still do the job of keeping the engine cool, but it doesn't obviously do the job of antifreeze. Water freezes at freezing temperature. Yep. And <laughs> so, expands and, and it causes expands. Issues. And that's what those freeze out plugs are there for. Um, but anyway, we got this freeze out plug in, you know, we, we took the old brass one out. He had a brass one in there for some uh, reason, which is kind of dumb. I know Dorman makes them and they work on a lot of older, older engines, but they deform. So, you know, put in a proper steel plug, but we got this plug pressed into the back of the engine block and we pressure tested the cooling system. And lo and behold, there is a crack at the rear of the block right yeah. above it. Most likely from it needs water an engine expanding. Yeah. Now it needs an engine because you didn't change out your coolant, mm-hmm. you know, and now, now the guy's going to, even if he's got a buddy that can do it, he's still going to be out a few thousand dollars minimum. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Yeah. When he could have just poured, you know, $10 worth of coolant in the damn engine and it would have been fine. <laughs> um, so kind of another point I have with setting these new year's resolution, if you're anything like me, I'm not a huge fan of flying. You know, it's great. It's convenient. If you're going across the country, it makes sense. But for me, I'd rather just take the trip down, not have to rent a car, not take taxis, all that stuff. So for me, my car is a means of transportation to, you know, go on vacation. And usually, you know, you're taking a couple thousand mile trek to go wherever you're going in some harsh conditions, whether it's rain, salt, snow, sand, you know, there's a lot that goes into taking a road trip. Um, and it can really give you peace of mind knowing that you've made sure your vehicle is maintained and ready to endure the stress like a long road trip. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's another benefit that a lot of people don't even think about. Um, you know, over time, your sensors and basically all the components of your engine do wear down. They don't work as they should optimally out of the factory. Um, so 
if you make sure that maybe that oxygen sensor isn't working properly, or there's a mass airflow sensor that isn't reading correctly, or, you know, multiple other things, spark plugs, not, Mm -hmm. you know, firing as well as they should. Um, you can actually save some money at the pump by making sure that these are done. So I kind of did a little bit of math um, to help explain how much of a difference it can add up to. Um, So let's just say your vehicle averages 25 miles to the gallon, which is kind of on the lower end. But let's say, you know, you've got a big suburban, something of that nature, a bunch of passengers, some baggage, um, and you've got about a 20 gallon tank. So your range is about 500 miles on a full tank. So obviously you're not going to stretch it that far, but get close to it. And you're going on overall 2000 mile trip. That means you're going to need to fill up four to five times, depending on, you know, obviously gas prices, so on and so forth. But in the simplest term, say you're losing five miles, you know, per gallon on your fuel efficiency, mm-hmm. whether that's a sensor that's not working, the tires that aren't that great. Or the mass or, airflow sensor is just dirty. Yeah, or your brakes are grabbing the whole time yeah. or, or something's binding in the in the drivetrain. Um that's a whole nother gas tank to two gas tanks full. Yeah. And obviously, you know, if that's 40, 50, even $60 in a large gas tank like yeah. that, that fuel, adds fuel up. prices are not going down people. No, they're <laughs> not. And you can think, you know, if you put that, you know, hundred dollar sensor in or whatever the cost is, if that's going to save you on that road trip and even daily driving yeah. it. Now too, extrapolate that you're definitely going to save money in the long run. Well, yeah, no question at all. But it kind of, they balance each other out where, okay, you don't change the sensor and you're spending more money on it versus maintaining yeah. your vehicle, making sure those are working properly. And you have the added benefit of the vehicle running as it should. Exactly. Not, you know, the system recognizing a lean condition, throwing a bunch of extra fuel in it. That way it slowly but surely washes down the cylinders and you end up having oil consumption issues later on down the road. People just don't think about this stuff. It's just like with um, engine decarbonization with direct injection engines. Mm-hmm. A lot of people recommend that every twenty to 30,000 miles, but nobody wants to do it because it's hundred and. 50 to $200 to do it the right way. And all it is, is just running through a fuel system cleaning kit, cleaning off the throttle body, cleaning off the mass airflow sensor, and just, you know, road testing the vehicle and making sure everything's fine. And I see all the time, especially with the 3.6 liter GMs, Mm -hmm. tons of carbon buildup on the intake valves because that direct injection system inputs fuel or, you know, injects fuel directly into the combustion chamber, bypassing the intake valve, you know, in port injection of the past, and many cars still do have port injection as well. It's why you don't see this problem on every car, but it passes fuel over the intake valve, keeping it clean and keeping carbon deposits from building up. And what will happen later on down in life, these carbon buildup, the carbon buildup on the intake valve will get so bad that it will cause misfires on these engines Mm -hmm. and cause other significant issues as well. And you have to take off the intake manifold, spend hours, usually it takes a half an hour to an half to an hour per valve to properly soak and clean it. Then we have to get out this walnut shell blaster, which is like a sand blaster, but less abrasive. And, you know, we have to go through this whole process just because you didn't do the engine decarbonization procedure. Now you're out 600 to to $1,000 yep. when you could have just spent $150 twice and it would have been taken care of. And that's the truth, you know, kind of jumping on that, um, you know, that that carbon buildup, the way I always describe it to people is it almost looks like you left something on the pan for too long and it burnt <laughs> to the bottom and stuck to it. That's exactly how it is. That's how it looks in, inside of your engine. So obviously that'll cause issues for both your pans in your kitchen as well as your vehicle. Um now, another thing that's not necessarily related to maintaining your car or your vehicle, but it might be a good time to brush up on on some skills, you know, changing spare tires and basic maintenance, checking your air pressure, yeah, checking, checking your air oil, pressure, coolant, yeah. um, especially if you do plan on going a, you know, a long trip or a long trek. Um, it's really good. You know, funny story about me is I learned how to change my first tire stuck on the side of I-70 South. I think we we're going to Florida, if I remember correctly 
at night with semis blazing past us and we were not in a good spot. So that was my trial by fire. First time I got to learn now, I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old, give or take a few. Um, but that was, you know, I, it was early on in my life before I even thought about cars, but I learned how to change a spare tire and it was the scariest experience. And I highly recommend knowing how to do it. So you're not spending an hour trying to figure out everything that's going into it. It can save you some time just getting it done and, and get where you need to go. Yeah. Now, um, I wouldn't always condone that because sitting on the side of the highway is very unsafe. So you got is. AAA, just call them, you know, uh, you know. But I'm a technician. I'm always going to go back to that in my manner. Just keep some I road can, flares yeah. in your car, buddy. I don't want to have to <laughs> p- peel you off the road. So I always like to be prepared. I'm probably over-prepared when it comes most of the time. Anytime I go on a trip, even if my car's in perfect working condition, I'm just, I, if I get stuck on the side of the road, the last thing I want to do, I'll admit it for my own pride's sake, is call a tow truck and get somebody <laughs> to tow me. Call and pay somebody for something you can do. Yeah, I you know. It. Um, so I usually keep a bag of basic hand tools, um, some hose clamps, zip ties, duct I even tape. keep duct tape. I do. <laughs> um, and then I also have my newest thing I put in there. I found this at the store. I thought it'd be a great idea. I, I forget what the brand name is. Um, but it's essentially the tape that you put on your pipes at home. So it's mm-hmm. like plumber's tape yeah. for like leaky things to get yourself out of a bind for the time. So it doesn't leak. I keep that just in case, say a hose blows or a mm-hmm. hose gets a hole in just it. Just to get home or to the yeah, shop. To get yeah. to where I'm going, especially on a, like a long road trip. That's um, always good to have, especially if you're driving an older car. So I, I call that my get out of a bind bag that I always keep in my trunk. The in case stuff <laughs> bag. Yeah. We're also with the toe strap too. So, you know, <laughs> I'm always prepared. I'm a little over prepared when it comes to it. That's all right. I'm sure you've used that, some of that stuff a few times at least. Well, yeah, you definitely do. And, you know, if you're at a point where say you don't have cell phone reception, wherever you're going and you're stuck and you know, that you, you know, hear banjo music yeah. in the background, yeah. a wolf's howl, you got to get out of there. <laughs> you're a little scared. So maybe if you can even, you know, milk it, you know, a few more miles to get to that repair shop or at least a, a place where you can call for help and and without obviously causing any catastrophic damage, um, you know, that kind of helps you get a little peace of mind just in case you do get stuck in that spot where, you know, as you said, banjo music, wolves howling, you don't want to get out of there. <laughs> um, but for me, it's the little things, you know, on a long road trip that keep it smoothly as possible. So even if, you know, one of your New Year's resolutions is investing in a, a basic hand tool kit and and some you know emergency supplies like a blanket and water I'll always keep that in my car as well and just um, learning even yourself a, a little bit yeah you know <laughs> learning what to do in those situations because i can't tell you how many time and time again um you know the girlfriend i remember her she got a brand new car mm-hmm. um it's a, i think a 2020 or 2021 equinox with had like three four thousand miles on it she went to the grocery store the transmission broke it, the range sensor, everything in the internals, like the computer portion of it completely broke and didn't know what to do. She's freaking out. Cause she just never had a broken down car. Apparently mm-hmm. she has just driven nice cars. I don't know. <laughs> Cause I, my first car was a beater. So I, I was just got lucky. Yeah. It's all right. Or she just got lucky. One of the two. So she didn't know what to do. And I'm like, all right, turn it on, turn it off, you know, try this. She's freaking out a little bit and she's just stuck in the parking lot at Kroger. So it's not like, She's on the side of the highway or by any means. Um, So it's a good time to reevaluate, okay, what is your emergency plan in case you do get stuck on the highway when you're in a a bad position? Because I've test driven cars and broken down in, you know, the middle lane of the highway and have no speed whatsoever. And they're semis blazing past. And I always just make sure to get a game plan together just in case that does happen. (laughs) Well, that's the other thing. Um, 
there are a few important things that you should know. Now, we don't expect everybody to know exactly what's going on with their car at any given time. That's just not realistic, mm. you know, because it takes a lifetime worth of experience to really know all the nitty gritty things. However, there are a few basics that you really should teach yourself or at least get yourself up to date on. In my opinion, checking tire pressure and changing a tire just in case. Oh, yeah. The other thing is battery jump starting, knowing how to properly jump start a battery. I saw a video online the other day of um, basically this guy was trying to help these two people jumpstart. They declined his offer to help and they hooked him up backwards and they're trying to jumpstart these cars. And you see the jumper cables are glowing red hot mm-hmm. because they you know, put them on backwards. And not only does that ruin your jumper cables, it also destroys both batteries and um, can also like, for instance, in Mazda threes, they have that primary fuse that's yeah. on the positive cable. Blown. Yep. Blown. And they only sell that fuse from Mazda as the entire battery cable wiring harness. And I'm sure it's expensive as can it be. It is. It's like $400. Plus the labor because it's the whole harness. Yeah. So I think the the one one that we quoted was like a $900 repair. Oh, I think. Yeah. I remember yeah. that one. I yeah, did exactly. that one. Yeah. The Mazda 3. And, and it, you just would never know all because you hook up the terminals the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. It really is. And that's, you know, as I said, one one resolution or, you know, the simplest resolution is to make sure your phone's charged so you can hop on Google and figure out how to do it too. But as I said, being on the side of the highway, yeah, that's- Turn on your location services, have yeah, AAA on speed AAA, dial. You know, make sure you always have those two. <laughs> um, now- Don't call Max and Wes. I will be sleeping. This is, you know, calling out, calling out a couple people. Um, <laughs> so if you're like Wesley and I, you love modifying or changing aspects of your vehicle- Maybe it's time to make some New Year's resolutions. So if it's that project car that's been sitting in your garage for way too long that you keep saying, hey, I'm going to put a, you know, 350 small block, big block, whatever I'm going to put in there. Just promise us this. Go out to the garage. You don't have to finish it. Go out to the garage and do one thing. Yeah. Just do one thing. You've got all these minutes in the day. If you just take one minute, I know you can't get a whole lot done in one minute, but what can you really get done in one minute? Or at least you can walk out there. You can assess it. You can at least get in your mind within 60 seconds of what is the next thing that you should do. You can dedicate the next half hour to that, and I'm sure you'll thank yourself. Yeah, or even sit down and finally write out, you know, sign your life away that I'm going to fix this project car this year because, you know, it's, it's been an odd, you know, last year or so. Um, but this is a perfect time to get out in the garage on the weekend since yeah. you really can't do too much and get that project done. Or if it's that fixer upper that you bought a year ago that you're like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, put the brakes on it and tires on it and, you know, just have it as a daily driver or maybe turn around and flip it. And it's still sitting in your driveway collecting dust. Maybe it's time to make that New Year's <laughs> well, resolution to do it. What most people do, they'll get it home, they'll take it all apart, and then they won't have the motivation to put it back together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the hard part. But just go do one thing. Just get out there and turn a wrench a few times, put on one more part, and slowly but surely... You know, yeah. you'll have something that's worth working towards. And if wrenching is a hobby that you have, obviously I'm going to, you know, sign up for to see if somebody will do that and want to work <laughs> on a car, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. But if not, um, you know, one, if you got that project car in mind, you know, you're thinking about it, budget for it. You never know when that deal of century is going to pop up on your computer and you're all of a sudden, you know, you've been wanting it for years. Stay vigilant. Finally Stay do hungry. It. You know, we want to keep cars <laughs> interesting and, and we want to get cars going. So that's one of my like New Year's resolutions. And even if you're at a roadblock and, you know, you don't have a lot of money, just add a bunch of stuff to the cart. Yeah. Don't or buy. just look up research, you know, and if you're not somebody that's wrenching and maybe you do have that car that's been sitting in the garage and it's been neglected or you want to do something different with it, you know, do some research, spend some time looking up shops around the area, um, you know, part make maybe make a parts list and, and see what you want to do. And then that way it's all in front of you and you can't you really don't have an excuse not to do it. You know, it's there. 
Or maybe you already have a beautiful car sitting in the garage and you've got nothing better to do but than to listen to the Car Tech Garage. <laughs> that works too. I'm good for that <laughs> New Year's resolution. Absolutely. Um, but you know, like I said, you know, I love cars, especially when people put a personal touch on them. So maybe, you know, this year you wanted to put a new set of wheels on your car that are going to look good. You know, do your research. You got to spend a little bit of money um, for them to be good. You know, you can go to the shoe store and buy a set of shoes off the clearance rack that might be close to your size and you can wear them, but they won't work out too well. You want to make sure you know, you're spending the money wisely yeah. on it, but maybe do some research, learn make about it your own. That would yeah. be a really fun segment. Actually. You know how some people look like their dogs. We should showcase people that look like their cars. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay. Okay. I can see it. We can correlate. Um, but yeah, that, that would be a funny one to do. Um, but regardless of your New Year's resolutions, setting some goals and making sure to take care of one of your biggest investments should definitely be at the top of your list. So if it's a net new set of quote unquote shoes or just making sure you're up to date on maintenance, it's a wonderful idea. You and your vehicle will greatly appreciate it. No doubt about it. So keep your cars running well. Keep cars interesting. This podcast has been brought to you by Almer's Auto Care in Cincinnati, Ohio, providing service beyond compare since 1936.